This week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. It is another Tuesday here in the 901. I am Christy Mullen here with Meanwhile in Memphis brought to you by New Memphis. And I am here with my special guest host for the day. Who is it? Who is it behind door number one? One of the Annas, Anna Warman. Yeah, so we have Anna Warman here today, guys. And look, I'm ready to jump into this episode because we've got two amazing people. Uh, the orgs that are represented today are truly just, let me tell you, you're going to leave here hearing this episode you're going to be feeling with love for your city but also you're going to be feeling some self-love I feel after this because let me like I am just so excited to get into the work these people do well you know it's so interesting that um we're well I'm I'm, I'm gonna you know spill the beans <laughs> but we're you know we're talking to wi- uh, uh, the women's business center of um the south yeah and um Venetia she's She's amazing. I can't wait to talk to her. But, um, you know, it's so interesting because the other, the other group that we're talking to um, is from Aero Creative that was founded by two women. Mm-hmm. So the synergy in this conversation, I feel like there might be something just, there. You know, just a little smidge of something Yeah, there. yeah. No, <laughs> you know, it, it's um, it's a little bit, it's, it's talking about the creativeness of entrepreneurship, um, yes. you know? And it's just talking about how you, we're building this community throughout our city, and it is this process of, you'll hear our guests today, I know you hear it in our guests in the past, of how many orgs collectively work together to accomplish things. Absolutely. And so it's really building, I know Anna Orman likes to say it all the time, we like to say it all the time with our work, but it's truly like building connection. It's about building network. Mm. And we, I know the word network can be kind of boring, but when it expands to this and building like a network of experts, because you will hear it from our guests, I'm sure, and when they come on, but you you know, you don't can't know everything, no. right? We have to know, and I know I'm like preaching to the choir. It's like, Christy, are you looking in a mirror? You need to tell yourself, you cannot know everything. But there is someone out there who is an expert in what you don't know. So wouldn't it make your life so much easier if you could just connect with them and get connected? You know, it, it's that, and it's also kind of peeking behind that curtain of of what individuals do. Because, yes. again, you don't know, you don't necessarily know what goes into x y or z right the knowledge base that it takes or the time that it takes or the you know experience um so it's just so interesting um and i'm really 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 excited to talk to i'm very excited y'all know i'm gonna nerd out she's already spilled the beans about arrow being here women's business center being here we're about to get real nerdy and not only with the love for our city but just also it's amazing if you do not hear it in my voice i'm just going to state it outright memphis is amazing there's amazing 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 are you taking shots every time i say amazing because you're drunk by now like it's just such great stuff happening in the city and so i want you guys listening to feel the way i feel when i talk about this lovely lovely 901 and so anna warman i also know is about the same yes no i mean you know it's it's uh it's always so exciting for me to see Memphians stepping up um, and really seeing a need and then creating, um, you know, something in support of that. And I think that these two organizations, um, you know, really, uh, really showcased that. They, yeah. they really did that. They stepped in, um, noticed that there was a need and they're they're fulfilling that and we're going to see success come from it. hundred percent. They're like, got a problem? Yo, 
We'll help you solve it. it. So on that note and on me being ridiculous this morning, uh, let's just kick off the episode, Anna. Let's do it. All right, guys. Welcome. How are y'all? We're doing really good. We're glad to have you. I love having, it's so interesting when we have two people in the studio because oftentimes we have one guest and I feel like the last couple of episodes we've had multiple. So let's kick it off in the way we need to. Like each of you, I'd love to say a little bit something about yourselves and what you do so the audience will know who they're hearing from. Sure. I'm Jacqueline Scott. I am the programs manager at Aero Creative. I'm Emily Dunn. I'm the retail manager at Aero Creative. Awesome. So you guys jumped in, jumped out, introduced yourself. Love it. We're here for it. So tell us a little bit about the work you do at Arrow. So I am the founder of Memphis Modern Market. So that has come under the umbrella of Arrow. So I run pop-up markets featuring local makers um, of all sorts. So just any creative business. It could be uh, vintage, ceramics, hot sauce baked goods, all of that. Um, So it ties in really well to the creative retail space that we've created at Arrow. So we've got about 45 makers in there right now, and they're all um, locally made goods. And we provide a lot of services to our makers to help them grow kind of like an incubator. Awesome. So so going back to, to Arrow, where did the idea come from? You came under the umbrella, but where did that idea for Arrow come from? So Arrow was launched um, originally by Abby Phillips and Dorothy Collier. They're our co-founders. Abby was running the Memphis Fashion Design Network. Um, They started the uh, Fashion Design Certificate Program through the Memphis College of Art. And then the Memphis College of Art announced that they were closing. So Dorothy and Abby had a great conversation about needing to fill a void in the city with MCA closing. Um, They had wonderful community arts programs, arts education programs, um, amazing studio equipment. And so they purchased the equipment from the Memphis College of Art and started Aero Creative. Um, So the concept shop was over on Broad Avenue and was only like a 1,500 square foot building with a little retail shop and some co-working space and six artist studios that artists could rent and work out of and sell out of. Mm -hmm. Um, The wonderful thing that came out of that was we were able to move and grow into a 23,000 square foot building over in the Cooper Young area where the uh, equipment from the Memphis College of Art will be moving to very shortly. Just a tad bit bigger. Yes, yeah. a tad bit. <laughs> I have taken, actually, a class. I took the candle-making class with yeah. the oh, Candles awesome. oh, at the new building. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, I was like, this is so much larger. Like, yeah. you guys, it was before all the big stuff was finished. Yeah. Um, but now I know you guys are up and pretty much running, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, we are up, open and running. We've got uh, 16 artist studios. Wow. Um, artists including painters, fashion designers, jewelers. Um, Emily's even got a studio there with <laughs> her friend Rachel who uh, does watercolor paintings. Mm-hmm. So that's super exciting. We've got the retail shop that Emily has beautifully set up and uh, classroom space. So we've got um, digital arts classes for youth and uh, we'll be scheduling some for adults as well. Yeah. So they can learn to draw on the iPads and um, we've got classes in sewing and in ceramics and candle making, like you said. Yeah, so fun, guys. Yeah. You don't even know. 
They do smell amazing. Well, that say. and she lets you name them, which is just a full encompassing experience that I was not prepared for, yes. but I loved. But you were there for it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, it's all based in the creative space, right? So yes. talk to us a little bit about the importance of creative, right? Well, arts is the foundation of our culture and history and mm-hmm. the way we mark out history in our city. Um, Memphis has such a beautiful history with the arts uh, college that was here and all of the amazing artists that live here. Um, you know, Emily gets to see them every weekend with the vendor markets that we're doing. And um, we really found that there was a need for helping build these artists up to take them from the hobbyist level to more of a creative entrepreneur so that they can make this a full-time thing. So Arrow works really hard to schedule classes that help the creative entrepreneur, whether it be with building artist statements or helping them understand using Instagram for marketing their business or um, providing resources for them to just expand and grow. And I think the cool thing about Arrow is you guys are, you're really this one roof gathering place for the creative the, that are entrepreneurial, but uh, look at me nailing that word. I'm so yeah. proud. I have to give myself props for that. I never say it right. Uh, exactly. Uh, but you know, you guys are marrying those two, but also bringing in the consumer yes. to that experience. I want to know, like, what is your favorite part from both of you? Like, what is your favorite part about the work you get to do every day? Yeah, so having the public come in and interact with a space where people are creating is really powerful. Mm -hmm. And you can see kind of like a light switch go off in people's eyes when you say, oh, we're surrounded by 16 Makers Studio right, Mm -hmm. right now. And they'll just, like, they'll be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. So I think we're like as a society we're just so detached from how our goods are made Mm -hmm. and being able to actually engage with the people who bring things to fruition from the idea to the product is a really cool experience for our local consumers but it also helps the people creating those products to justify their pricing and their needs Mm -hmm. And because it's such a different price structure Mm -hmm. than going to Target or wherever where you can get a version of something, a candle, a mug, whatever it is, that doesn't have that that same process go into it. So enabling the public to engage with the people who are actually creating for them is really powerful for both the consumer and the people who are making those products. Awesome. What about you? Like, what is your fave? I would absolutely agree with you, but um, my favorite part really is uh, bringing in these uh, teachers to teach these Mm -hmm. classes so that anyone can come in and take a class and learn how the process happens. It's really fascinating, like you said, drawing it back to how the thing is made. If you don't understand Mm -hmm. the process and the involvement, then you might think making a mug is super easy. It's not. It is not. It is not. It's very time consuming. It takes a lot of skill. So I really love when people realize that they have the power to create these items. What goes into it? Mm -hmm. They have a new appreciation for it. And especially working with um, our kids. So we run a summer camp every summer and uh, 
that summer camp program is such a beautiful thing because you watch these kids explore and create and they really come into themselves in those classes and by the end of it even their parents are ready to take a class which I love. (laughs) I think it's so cool that you guys are really broadening the understanding of the creative landscape because like as a creative as someone who creates but also loves seeing how the magic is made Mm -hmm. you know I'm a graphic designer I'm a digital creator so having a painter see I inherently know why that painting costs what it does or why it's priced at what it does But your average person, to your point, like about going to Target, Mm -hmm. these are mass produced items. And so they lose a little bit, like I said, of that magic of seeing the how the process truly is the inspiration Mm -hmm. to artists. And so like just just, uh, to be selfish, that is my favorite part (laughs) of the work you guys are doing every day. Um, but you spoke a little bit about summer camp. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Like, what is what's going on there? Sure. So uh, last summer we ran our summer camp over at the new building. Uh, we had six classes a day every week for oh, eight wow. weeks. We had classes in ceramics, drawing and painting, printmaking. So that included block printing and screen printing for T-shirts. Um, We did mixed media classes and then some art free play classes where they got to do a little bit of everything, uh, where we did paper mache and space exploration and um, things like that. So that was super fun. Um, We had teachers, including grad students from University of Memphis. We had MCA alumni, people who taught for the Memphis College of Art summer camp before, which was amazing. including Dimitri Stevens, oh, wow. who's an incredible painter. Um, and he works at the Brooks Museum, so he really brought an interesting aspect into the classroom, yeah. drawing back to some historical painters and um, artists that maybe they weren't exposed to in their school system. Terry Scott, who works at Art Project, who's incredible. We really love her. Yes, yes. And her husband actually taught uh, animation classes for us oh, this summer as well. Yeah. So you've talked a lot about... Um, you know, the need in the community generally. But why is there such a need here in Memphis? Like, why Memphis? Memphis didn't have anything like this. Um, You know, we want to make sure that people can access arts equipment at a reasonable price. You know, we don't want to make it highway robbery to be able to use the printmaking studio or to use the clay studio. So our membership prices start at $35 a month. Artists can come and use, use the spaces. Our classes start about between 35 to $65 for a class. Um, like our candle class is about $65. Mm-hmm. But you get to make three candles, guys. Yeah, <laughs> three whole candles. Whole candles. And it's a great them. date night activity or a well, girls' home night prepared activity. with the naming. You guys think I'm kidding. Yeah. But I froze because I was like, I was. there's so many opportunities yeah. for me to be punny right now, and I'm losing at all of them. Oh my God. Um, but it's so fun. Yeah. And then from like the retail aspect, you know, we have a lot of shops here in Memphis, a lot of creatives, a lot of vendor markets, but not a place where people can really come and see how the work is made and shop directly from the artist. It's important that we that we support our artists. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're going to go they're get a fly. nine to five job. Yeah. yeah. Or they're going to move. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're not going to retain that talent. Exactly. Which, yes, obviously, this is the new Memphis podcast, you know, is very crucial and important yes. to us. Yes. 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 And so. This model of business has been done before. Places like the Torpedo Factory in Virginia, mm. you know, they, they do something very similar. And Abby and Dorothy went and toured a ton of facilities that do this. And it's proven to work. It's supporting our artists. It's keeping them in Memphis. And, you know, we're really excited to provide that for them. To, so to that point, what's been the response? 
I mean, people have just been really excited to see it happen. I think that people didn't understand how grand Abby and Dorothy's goal was. Mm -hmm. So they saw this little space on Broad and they were like, yeah, this is cute. This is nice. But then when we actually opened, Mm -hmm. people were stunned because of the scale of how many people are able to be involved. So whether it's the artists who walk in and just go, oh my gosh, I didn't, I never considered this as an option for myself or our consumers who come in and just say, I've never been able to have this type of interaction with an artist. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been really great. It's bridging the gap of understanding, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of, again, just making, uh, making things accessible to people because let's be, being an artist is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something people forget, like buying supplies can yeah. get expensive if this is your career. Mm-hmm. And so I think you guys making that available to people is truly has to be life-changing for some of these artists, right? Absolutely. Like, and so talk to me a little bit about this, because I know this may be confusing to people that are listening and maybe haven't actually gotten to go, like me, hair flip. (laughs) Um, But you guys have a storefront that is open during the week, correct? Even if anything else, like classes and stuff aren't happening? Correct. Yes. So right now, the store is open Thursday through Saturday, and we're going to expand uh, Wednesday through Sunday for the holiday season, Mm -hmm. starting around mid-November. So you can come in it's on our, uh, the entrance is on Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so that main entrance you go in, when you walk in, you'll see the retail space and immediately get to engage with the products there, but also you can still walk around all of the studio spaces. And even if artists aren't in there creating at the time, we have um, like pole gates, kind mm-hmm. of an old school style um, gated doors. So you can see into the studios and see what people are working on, even if they're not there. So that engagement is there all the time. Yeah, it's seeing a glimpse into like people's minds, mm-hmm. which I always think I get really nerdy when I talk about this stuff, so I'm trying to reel <laughs> it in today. But you know, it's like seeing into people's minds and just these little glimpses into their lives while you're casually shopping for cool mm-hmm. Christmas presents <laughs> or whatever holiday you may celebrate. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys source, or like how do creatives come to you? Like how do they you know, get into that space? So we have an application process. Okay. So whether it's to be a vendor in the store or participate in markets or have a creative studio or office, it's all on our website, aerocreative.org. So it's we have people apply so that we can rev- review their work and make sure that they're at a place where they can engage at the level that we are asking of our makers. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so even if someone, say, isn't necessarily ready to have a space and engage in that way, it allows us to contact those people and say, hey, we're so excited that you're interested in being part of this community. Here are some resources to maybe help you get to the level to, say, have your products in a shop or be fully set up in a studio. Um, so we do kind of streamline it all through the website mm-hmm. so that we're able to stay organized and make sure no one gets overlooked. Awesome. Sure. So you are over Memphis Modern Market mm-hmm. that, you know, we know went under the arrow umbrella, mm-hmm. which I think was just a truly genius decision <laughs> because the two just 
close. So, so well. simultaneously. We agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so I know though Memphis, Mon- like you guys were at different locations throughout mm-hmm. the city. Is that is that still going on? Yes. So the structure of Memphis Modern Market hasn't changed in terms of where we'll pop up. Awesome. So typically we'll be at Laughlin Yard every month. We've been working a lot with Saddle Creek. We're going to have a kind of holiday season kickoff three-day market with them at the beginning of December um, and then just other ones throughout the holiday season and next year of course so typically we are set up at least two or three times a month so on the weekend awesome and we will have more um, kind of activations at the aerospace as well um, but we're not going to lose that structure of engaging out in the community I think that's great because I love that is one of my favorite things is because sometimes you'll just see it and you'll be like oh yeah that is happening today you know Mm -hmm. um for the people listening who are who are like me and like to get crafty Mm -hmm. and want to get their hands in the art what is each of your favorite like what is the class that you would say you cannot miss at Arrow and we're not going to say candle making (laughs) I think I have advertised for that quite enough (laughs) Um, I'm excited to make some ceramics. My goal is to make a whole dish set yeah. for oh, myself. Wow. Um, Lofty slowly. goals there, man. <laughs> wow. um, but Jackie is actually a ceramic artist, so um, I want to take a class from her. Yeah. That would be so fun. <laughs> yes, that'll be a fun class. And then me personally, I love um, Brandy Boyd's silversmithing classes. Mm. She does a kitchen table silversmithing series. And basically she wants everyone to be able to take the tools that they have in front of them and be able to work from and continue working from home if they want to. So she actually um, sells tools. If you want to continue on, you can buy those directly from her. But in the class, we'll do a chunky chain class where they'll make a chunky chain necklace out of sterling silver. They'll do stone set pendants. They'll do a ring series. So you can make a couple of different styles of rings. And then we just added a stone set cuff bracelet, which is super fun. Ooh, you get to choose fun. your stone and choose the, the style and design of your cuff bracelets. And then in 2022, we're going to be adding an earring series to that. How fun. Yeah. I mean, look, guys, you just go to all the classes, you'll walk out, and you're ready to go. Yeah. Like you have ready. all the jewelry you ever <laughs> needed in your life. Exactly. So I'm assuming the calendar is available on the website always, correct? It is, yeah. yes. And if you aren't subscribed to our mailing list, I mm-hmm. highly suggest that because as we post classes, you'll be the first to know. I'm always adding classes, like, every week. So <laughs> They really are, guys, because you yeah. can also – they're very uh, – active on their social channels as well yes. uh, so I know you're always popping up things there and I'm like oh there's a new one I'm like does this work how do I make this work and I'm so sad I have to miss like the ceramic mug class mm-hmm. we'll do like, more I know don't worry I'm like I'm going to I've got more classes to take like, but you guys the work you're involved with is just it's really cool so something I want to ask before y'all go just in the roles you play at Arrow Ideally, in the future, like the future of Arrow, you're in this cool, innovative new space. What is your hope for the future? Mm. It's okay. You can think about it. It's a hard one. Like Mm. if you could see anything in the terms of what y'all do, Arrow as a whole, like in the perfect future, where would we be? I'm really excited to see our members engage in the new spaces Mm -hmm. we're building up membership right now we don't have a ton of them actively working in the studios so we're really excited to have artists in there in the space activating the space helping it become its future Mm -hmm. you know we sort of set the tone for the original space 
but really artists are what create the space. Sure. They're what create the culture in the space and the community within. So I'm really excited to see that part come to fruition. Awesome. I think so until recently I was working from home alone mm-hmm. just doing Memphis Modern Market and having Arrow as a physical space where I'm surrounded by people who are working towards similar goals has been really powerful for me. So that's something that I'm excited to share with other makers who come into this space for classes or get togethers or whatever it is, even when they're just dropping off product and we talk to them about how things are doing and how they're holding up working from home. I just think that I want to have more of those like pointed engagement times with fellow creatives to say, Hey, it's okay if some days you can't create or whatever the shared things are between creatives that don't necessarily get talked about enough. I think that I'd like for us to be a, like a landing place for everybody to have support. I wholeheartedly believe (laughs) that that is the direction y'all are headed in Mm -hmm. at Arrow. Again, this is something that isn't just needed in Memphis it's something that is needed in the community as a whole and I think it'll just you guys are really serving as a model much like the other place served as a model for the creators of Arrow and I think that is going to speak volumes to our future so guys Mm -hmm. check out their website please take a class go by buy something pretty for yourself or your friends holidays are coming up or you know if you're like I just can't buy anything it's okay they love to have people just come take a look go Mm -hmm. check out the studio space again their lovely lovely new space in Midtown is massive and you will not regret it and you will always be able to find parking (laughs) and i'd love to add too that we're going to be hosting our holiday bazaar at the new space so we'll have a ton of new work coming in it's going to overflow the walls perfect we've got a preview event happening where you can be the first one to buy those pieces so get your first pick it's going to be a ticketed event on i believe november 20th um so we're very excited we're working really hard towards that and Um, applications are open for artists to sign up to participate. How fun. So many great things. Guys, go check it out. And if you don't, you're missing out. That was an accidental rhyme. But thank you for sharing your time with us today, guys. It was a wonderful Thank you for having us. Your future is waiting. As a college student, you may have a thriving social group. But what about your professional network? Through launch, We connect college students to networks and professional opportunities available right here in Memphis. The best part, it's all free. Let's get you connected. Visit newmemphislaunch.org today. Transform your city with New Memphis Fellows. Are you mid-career professional with a passion for transforming your community? Let New Memphis amplify your service. The New Memphis Fellows Program is a leadership development experience for mid-career leaders designed for high-performing professionals already excelling in their careers and positively impacting our community. New Memphis will magnify your impact. Through the Fellows Experience, you will gain concrete resources to aid in our city's progress. Apply today. Visit newmemphis.org for more information. Memphis is more than just talk. We're making moves to build diversity from the ground up. From the Hattie Lou Theater and the Collage Dance Collective to the Stax Music Academy and the New Ballet Ensemble, the many faces of Memphis are represented in nationally recognized dance, theater, and music groups. There's a lot to celebrate about our city. Turn your love of Memphis into action by visiting newmemphis.org today. 
guys, we are here with Venetia. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. We are so happy that you're with <laughs> us. Beyond happy to be here. Your energy is just so great and like happy. Aww. And I'm like, yes, this is what I need on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> so people are listening to you now on air. Introduce yourself to the people and tell them what role you play at the Women's Business Center. Yeah. Well, my name is Venetia Mitchell, and I am the executive director at the Women's Business Center South, which is brand new to the city. Um, it's open in Crosstown Concourse, Suite 434. So we're in the Memphis Education Fund Suite. Um, we opened on July the 8th. We did a grand opening on August 23rd. I was so humbled and just beyond grateful for the response, but it's really indicative of the need, you know, yeah. for the support. Um, I've worked in the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Memphis for more than 15 years. Um, so I, you're no rookie. Right. <laughs> I, I'm no rookie, no stranger to this. Uh, it is a passion from of mine stemming from really probably childhood. You know, I had a very entrepreneurial family. My grandmother, um, Ethel Mitchell, my big mama, <laughs> she owned a store in the center of town in Vihalia, Mississippi, wow. when black people, let alone black women, yeah. really did not own much of anything. And so um, my father had great entrepreneurial aspirations, but was in the military so that he could um, ensure that he could give us the type of lifestyle that he wanted us to have. Um, my mother is a doctor of psychiatric nursing, but was, you know, some form of nurse all while I grew up. And so, like, education, hard work, mm -hmm. you know, just courses every day. Right, it's ingrained right. in you. Just yeah. every day. But, you know, also sort of the idea of, like, if you have a dream idea, like, let's make it happen. You I know? love it. So. I love it. Yeah. That speaks so highly to what I feel like all entrepreneurs need, right, is yeah. that can-do attitude. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally agree, the can-do attitude, but then also the system of support. Mm -hmm. And so that's really, I think, what's so special about the Women's Business Center is that you get that system of support. Um, and it's just for women. And so we know, you know, the times that we're in, there's a light that's being shined on a lot of disparities mm -hmm. and issues, and people are very cognizant and intentional about trying to remedy those and seeing, okay, well, what do we need to put in place to clear some of these systemic historical hurdles? And so the Women's Business Center, that's really the objective for women-owned businesses. You know, it's the product of a partnership between the Small Business Administration and an organization called the Women's Business Enterprise Council South, which is part of the largest woman-owned <laughs> certification network. Yeah. yeah, it's a mouthful. I'm always like, if you have questions, email me. I'll yeah. send you the... <laughs> I know it's a lot, but um, it's so interesting. Uh, the Webex South, that long name, applied to get the center with the SBA because the SBA announced at the beginning of the year that they were doing the largest expansion of services to women-owned businesses in 30 years. Incredible. So, I mean, in order to see your government move like that, you mean? know, you know, the people have spoken yeah. and said, look, we need more, you know, we need, we need something different. So it's exciting to be a part of that too, you know, and really be able to provide that, um, system of support, the hand-holding, you know, it's a lot of technical assistance. So if people need support developing a business plan or doing financial projections right. or 
putting together a pitch for an investor or connections to get a loan or you know all kinds of things that if you're brand new to owning a business can feel like a wave <laughs> washing over you right yeah. and then just some people to actually help you you know help not only hold you accountable but like encourage you because it's daunting you know yeah. so knowing you don't have to do it alone you know you're not the only person who struggles you know because sometimes it can be very isolating you know to feel like I bet no other business has this issue right. and it's like no all of them did and all the big businesses had a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's very interesting because when you are somebody that is an entrepreneur and you're trying to get started, yes. there's a lot you don't know. And there's a yes. lot that comes up along the way that you're like, oh, gosh, I didn't know that that was even something I would need. Right. So or I feel like, to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like resources that you, like you guys are offering is really filling in those gaps yeah. almost. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's sort of... Um, a lot of people, a, a women's business center, they'll often say, like, what's your niche or yeah. what makes you different? And so um, I think at the Women's Business Center South in particular, we do something I often call, like, the triage. You know, <laughs> it's like an initial assessment. Yeah. You go into the doctor and they triage you, right? It's like, what are your most immediate needs? Yeah. You know, we, we can talk about other things, but let's make sure to attend to the most pressing things. And then we give them, like, a plan of action, you know, some next steps and actually help them fill in those gaps like right. you say you know and if you're brand new to owning a business you can't assume someone knows they need a business license you know mm -hmm. or that they should have a separate business bank account and not be running all their money <laughs> their business money right. with their personal money um so things like that that really can make a difference all the way to big things like when a business is ready to scale getting contracts with the government or getting contracts with corporations you know so mm -hmm. it's really it's cool, it's exciting, it's definitely filling in gaps, it's working within our ecosystem. You know, I've um, had the privilege of connecting with a lot of the organizations and service providers in Memphis over the years, so having those relationships can really be powerful to leverage for the women that come into the center because we are not experts at everything, right? right? We're more general practitioners, really. And so we'll pull in an expert, you know, mm -hmm. or refer a client to an expert. Mm -hmm. And so they have the connection to that network through the center, you know, people or information or resources that they may not have known about previously. Right. So, mm -hmm. so Memphis was uh, chosen. Yes. Right. Yes. One of 20 locations initially. Yes. Mm -hmm. So why do you believe that that was and why is it so critical for us to be one of those? So Memphis, as many people know, has been this amazing sort of, um, I don't want to use the word incubator, but the way that businesses have been birthed in mm -hmm. Memphis, especially as of recently, is really phenomenal. I mean, you know, everybody's talking about it. Fortune and, sure. you know, yeah. Forbes um, writing about it. Forbes, yeah. Black Enterprise, everybody. It's like Memphis is the go-to city for entrepreneurialism. And so many of the statistics, of course, support that. But then also for women-owned businesses, mm -hmm. for many years, we were the number three metro in the country for starts of women-owned businesses. That is incredible. That is phenomenal, especially when you have sources like American Express or the SBA saying that mm -hmm. um, even during the pandemic year 2020, women-owned businesses were starting at a rate of about 1,800 a day. Oh my now gosh. that's nationally, but that's a lot that of businesses, right? So 
um, you know if a large concentration of them are in Memphis, then they're definitely, those women need support. You know, they need um, a system that ensures or at least does a lot to support them being sustainable and succeeding. And so having these types of resources and a lot of our partners, you know, like Epicenter or mm -hmm. NABO or the Chamber, you know, are really essential to making sure that Memphis continues to be a place that fosters that growth because we want these businesses to do well. I mean, a lot of the research also says women-owned businesses are um, some of the best run, and I think that is for a lot of reasons. You know, sometimes when it's very difficult for you to obtain something, you become a little bit more strategic right. and gritty, right? And so men are you generally great risk takers, yeah. and women are a bit more calculated, right? It's like, well, I'm going to take it, but I'm going to make sure mm -hmm. <laughs> that I have a plan, I have a backup plan, I have a backup <laughs> to the backup plan, yeah. you know, and we're going to work it from that angle. Right. And so they often tend to be successful sustainable and models that can be replicated and yeah. that grow and employ all these people and so it's really fascinating sort of watching the landscape overall and seeing it in Memphis sort of on a magnified scale. Mm -hmm. I think that's you hit the nail on the head. Like, women think about the long game. Yes. It's not the short game. We think about the long game, which yes. is why hearing you say those data points is really refreshing because they're things I, like, I've heard places, mm -hmm. I've read places, but to hear someone that does this work like you yeah. every single day, I'm like, wow. And it just, <laughs> it really hits the nail on the head kind of because we really want to encourage that spirit because those people need to launch that business here yeah. we want the people of memphis to know that it is possible to do it here and not only that's do right. it but to succeed and thrive that's right so kind of talk a little bit about like how important it is to retain people in memphis oh my goodness <laughs> first i have to say i have been in an extreme love affair with Memphis since I was a little bitty girl. So I definitely consider myself a native, yeah. but my um, father was in the military, mm -hmm. I mentioned, and so we traveled a lot. And um, whenever we were coming home, even though both of my parents are from Mississippi, you know, relatively close, like Vihalia, Victoria, yeah. um, we were coming to Memphis. You know, I can remember- The big city. That's right. <laughs> I remember driving over the bridge, you know, and. Just the nostalgia, the feelings. Mm -hmm. I love the riverfront. My family was here. And so I just was like, whenever people, and I get defensive. Like mm -hmm. if people say things that are negative about Memphis, I'm like, well, you don't know my Memphis. Right. And, you know, every place has struggles, but cities are like people. You know, I'm also sort of an urbanist, probably credited to my former <laughs> role at yeah. the medical district. But I love Memphis. And so um, it's almost like a privilege and a challenge. Mm -hmm. I have a sibling that lives in New York and I have a sibling that lived actually in California, like between San Francisco oh, wow. and Sacramento for a long time. He's in the military. He just recently located to New Jersey and one who's still here with me in Memphis. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, a great objective for me is to be a part of Memphis becoming a city of choice for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So that they have the types of amenities and they have the types of um, opportunities that attract them back to the city. And so making sure that there are opportunities here, but also people that are able to really capitalize and maximize on those opportunities is a part of the evolution of our city. And so our greatest asset, of course, is our people. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we want to, of course, retain the people who were 
you know, bred here, you know, born and bred here, but then make sure that other people that have great ideas or an interest or, you know, even an edge, you know, for right. a city like Memphis, that they want to be here. And so in the field of entrepreneurialism, it's like you encounter so many different types yeah. of people, right? Because there's so many different types of ideas and you never know which ones are going to be like the big one, right? Like the person <laughs> yeah. who is going to invent the next Tesla type mm -hmm. automobile could certainly be in Memphis. Oh, 100%. You know? Or all types of opportunities, right? We're so, um, we're just exceptional. Memphis is a special place. And so it is because of the people, you know, and I just feel very privileged to be a part of helping people succeed, you know, because it's like the greatness is already in them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's just coming to a resource that helps connect dots and make sure that, you know, whatever passion or idea or desire that they have, they can actually make it happen. Also helping giving them a little hope, mm -hmm. you know, because it's very difficult. You know, there are a lot of challenges, you know, I'm, I slant very optimistic, but <laughs> I'm, I'm becoming more of a realist. Yes. And so it's like I realize there's many hurdles, right? But together, you can clear those. And people always talk about, like, the degrees of separation in Memphis that you can get to, mm -hmm. you know, somebody who can help right. you, you know. You can get to that community of experts Absolutely. much easier in this city than others. Thank you. I want to clap. Like <laughs> <laughs> I told my brother that because he was like he want he had an idea and he wanted to go to the you know somebody Golden State basketball uh -huh. and I was like you know you'll probably get to a Grizzly much quicker mm -hmm. than you're gonna get to we one have of those friends. Warriors I'm just exactly <laughs> <laughs> but like I love hearing your story because I mean it's very different from mine but also very similar because uh -huh. I am also from a small town in Mississippi mm -hmm. I came to Memphis my first time for oh, Lord wow. the Justified Strip Tour at the Pyramid <laughs> uh, that's how I'm dating myself <laughs> but like it was like coming to the big city and mm -hmm. I was just mm -hmm. I got the opportunity to intern here and mm -hmm. fell in love with the yes. city after college mm -hmm. it's so and, easy yeah, yeah and like I just became a Memphian by choice yes and I know inherently Memphians that have been born and bred here have a lot of pride in the city. That's right. And then it's really cool, though, that you also inherit that pride yes. when you move here. Yes. Because I will go to bat for this city all the time. Like, because yeah. you, pe <laughs> people will talk about it and they're like, there's just no opportunity here. I'm like, well, where are you looking? That's right. Like, where are you, where are you looking? Because I can help Obviously you see it. Rock. Yes. Yeah, that's right. But to speak about, like, the opportunity and stuff, you guys are providing so much cool things. So talk to me a little bit about how you actively do the work every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So um, we are a small but mighty team actually in the office. There's literally two and a half of us that wow. are on site at Crosstown. But because of our WeBack South network, there's remotely about 11 of okay. us. Um, and so usually the way that a, a client will enter our pipeline is we have a form online. It's like an application to request coaching and it's wbcsouth.org is the website for them to engage with, fill out the coaching application. And you know, because of COVID, the, the I guess, I hate to even say upside, but a thing we learned the bright is spot. how to <laughs> right how to connect 
remotely, right? So a lot of automated systems. So even once they submit that, they're in, instantly going to be prompted to set up a meeting. And so it'll okay. be like a Zoom call, Perfect. right? And that's where you can begin to engage and you get that triage or that initial assessment. So in addition to that one-on-one -on -one touch point that you have, we also offer a variety of training courses. So we have intro to business plan. We have business financing. We have access to capital. We have some... Um, information on our certification opportunities. We have information on procurement, you know, mm. which is really big right now. We have a lot of great corporate partners that also support us, a lot of financial institutions. We're doing a series with Hope Credit Union that's coming up very soon. They are an amazing partner. Bank Corp South, an amazing partner. We're going to be doing some pitch things with Epicenter. Yeah. So it's very exciting. We have a partnership with Communities Unlimited, who I used to work for, that's going to be doing some additional technical support for us. And so things there range from like the basics of bookkeeping, you mm -hmm. know, understanding what your different financial statements are, to how to optimize your website, right? So all of these really essential things that you can get training from for us. And they're offered other places but I do find there's something special about like the platform that we do mm -hmm. because it's information but we also try to allow some time for the businesses to network with each other you know so okay. we offer several of them so that we can sort of um, control how many people are present so that you do have that time to really connect with one another and we're about to do some hybrid things you know so you know I'm very excited to sort of test that out and one of the first things will probably be that pitch opportunity yeah, you know getting so some uh, in-person and hybrid pitches and feedback for those so I'm really excited about that we're putting together some cohorts because again we we're gonna keep that one-on-one -on -one touch point mm -hmm. but we have had since July 8th, I think the number might be at like 263 women-owned businesses wow. that have requested support from the center, right? So wow. we want to touch all of them and, you know, because our staff work so hard and we have the remote support, I know we will, but I also know there's a lot of things that these businesses can learn from each other. Mm -hmm. And then we have some uh, a referral partnership network, you know, so other experts in the area, like I mentioned before, that can help provide the support too. And so you sort of are moving towards those objectives. If you are in the ideation and you're needing to start, you know, that's a benchmark. If you're looking to go into a brick and mortar location, that's a benchmark. If you're trying to get a significant amount of capital, that's a benchmark. And so we're grouping some people to help them move and, you know, give their uh, lessons learned and to And meeting one them another. where they're at, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So those are just some of the ways to engage, but we are, you know, physically there in Crosstown. So there's usually someone at the reception desk at the Memphis Education Fund. They let them in. Okay. They let them know that we're here we're still being very mindful of COVID so you have to do your contact <laughs> tracing yeah. and all that we want to keep everybody safe um, but yeah we're there and ready for people to just walk in um, we do set appointments you know just in case because we're, we're small so there's a possibility we could be in a meeting or on a call but walking in is still very much mm -hmm. welcomed so yeah it's there's a lot going on. <laughs> I was about to say, you are you speak so passionately yeah. about the work. You can tell you inherently really care yep. about yeah. it. It's not just a job yeah. to you. And so something I love to ask people that are in very, like, 
I like to call your work mission-based, even though I know you're not a nonprofit, but I feel like we helping. Are. We you are. are. Yeah, we are oh, a Look, guys, see, I'm yes. learning something new every day. So you guys are a nonprofit. We are a nonprofit organization. Yeah, so okay. we are not really quasi-government. We are. Okay. We get government funding, that may but be we why, are yeah. a nonprofit. Okay. So we get foundation dollars, and yeah. That's so cool. you do, mm-hmm. guys, they need money, too. We need money, too. <laughs> But like, I, I, well, then it fits even more so like mission-driven work. Like yes, this. Like, absolutely. I'd love to hear kind of from people. What is one story that through your work you just love so much? Like has resonated with you through your work? Uh-huh. Like, oh my goodness! You're like, there's so many. I can't pick there one. There are, but something that's really special to me and um, special to Memphis, I'm sure. Um, And this is a story that sort of traveled with me through my work, but also we're working with this business owner now at the Women's Business Center, and she has a meeting coming up that we're hosting um, for her board of advisors, which Mm -hmm. is like a new step for her in business. Another benchmark for her. Absolutely. Um, It's Alcinia's, actually. Oh, yes. Yes, Miss B.J. Chester Tamayo. And um, I have known her for a very long time, right? And one of... My biggest, I think, professional accomplishments was being able to support her in purchasing the building mm-hmm. that she is mm-hmm. located inside of. What a and great story. so um, it was like for two and a half, maybe years, we worked on this. We put together her projections, her plan, and went to different financial institutions and put in a lot of systems in her business to ensure that she was ready you know, for this step, right? Because she'd been, you know, she's shown that she has like all of the entrepreneurial ingredients, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you don't have an MBA background or you don't have um, a network with a lot of money that you can access um, or even the type of banking relationship that will yield of a loan for you to be able to do something like this you really need a system of support you need advocates in your community you need um incentives that you can access you know unfortunately a lot of times i think incentives are great but they often go to entities that already have money Mm -hmm. you know and it's to encourage them perhaps to locate in a certain area or something like that instead of really building what you have there in the community already and so this was really special and um, I think that I'm so excited to see, you know, when she reopens her space because not only were we able to support her in getting the money to purchase the building, but she's doing renovations to wow. the building. And so um, just even seeing her, the way that she's managing things now, you know, I mentioned the advisory board meeting, there's just a different level of um, – Growth. There's been growth. Absolutely. There's yeah. so much growth that has taken place, you know, in her as an entrepreneur. And I think about those that see that, you know, mm-hmm. there's not very many black people that own property in downtown Memphis, right. you know. Um, and so it's huge. You know, it means so much for for her. It means so much for the Pinch District. It means so much for downtown. It means so much for Memphis, it means so much for Tennessee. You know, it's just, it's one of those types of stories. And so to have been um, a part of it, you know, from not her business from the beginning, but knowing her for like 14 years, you know, and then really getting to work on this and now seeing how the Women's Business Center is really helping to take 
her as a business owner to another level, you know, where some of the big dreams that she's had for a long time are coming true, that is really like full circle, very powerful. And we're right now I'm working with an organization called Brain Trust. And the objective of Brain Trust is to help women-owned businesses reach the million-dollar mark. Oh, wow. And so we're fortunate to get to work with WBEs or women business enterprises sort of across the spectrum, right? We get to work with businesses that are generating several millions of dollars in revenue, but there's still just very few of those, right? And once a woman-owned business hits that million-dollar mark, everything changes, you know, the way they're able to access capital, generally the way that they um, can build like their own real estate portfolio, the way that they can employ people, the way investors will look at them, you know, it's a totally different ball game. And so it's really exciting to have sort of like that hard goal. And, you know, it's one thing to say I'm starting a business, but it's another thing to say, I'm going to have a million dollar business. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so um, it's just, it's so significant for the city, for us to reach some of the goals that we have for our city overall and really close some of even those poverty and disparity gaps, right? Mm -hmm. People need to be employed. Mm -hmm. um, they need to know that their ideas that there's opportunity for them, you know, to see others like them be able to achieve the great things, you know? And so it feels like a very tangible, you know, kind of look what happened, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you can do this, yeah. you know? So it, yeah, it's really exciting. And there's so many, I just know a lot of people are familiar with her. Right, so absolutely. that one sort of resonates a right. lot, you know, with a lot of people, but but yeah, it's, well, it's really cool. It's also one you've gotten to see from like the early stages mm -hmm. to like to it's grown with you yeah. through your career. Yeah. So I think, honestly, that was the perfect example. <laughs> and I'm like, you just covered all of my questions in one. But one thing we do need to know is yes. people that are listening. Yes. How do they get involved with the work you guys are doing? Obviously, we know donations yes. are accepted. Uh -huh, like, where can uh -huh. they do that? So um, I we have the WBCSouth.org website. That's a great way. And our info, we have info at WBCSouth.org as a touch point for any kind of, you know, question that you have. If you want to volunteer, if you want to give, if you want to receive support, right. that's a perfect touch point. And awesome. then um, my line there is 901-275-1919. And I do respond, you know, because you just never know. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm, however, but yeah, that info at WBC South Women's Business Center South, but just the WBCSouth.org <laughs> is a great way to connect with us. And awesome. looking at the website, seeing what we have. And also you can come see us at Crosstown. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just like, you are uplifting women, true enough. But the thing is, women are so powerful in the way that we make impact especially in this city yeah we can't be stopped and with people like you behind and helping back it it's just i'm so excited to thank see you. what the future holds but i appreciate it <laughs> thank you so much for being with us today guys please visit the website volunteer donate if you are a woman listening and you're like i have an idea i am ready to start yes. look she gave you her direct line that's that's how we're working <laughs> over here so thank you so much and have a great day thank you all thank i appreciate you. that Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. I am recovering from the episode that we just had. <laughs>
truly. Yeah. Like, I am so amped. Do you need a water? I I can't have coffee because I will shoot through no, the I roof. <laughs> like, I, I am truly so inspired. I know I get to talk about art, and that just always, oh like, gosh. is up my nerd alley. But just meeting Venetian and hearing all of the stuff that's going on there, the people behind Aero Creative and what's happening there, Anna, just, you got to deal with me the rest of the day. I, I mean, I... <laughs> I know, but it's going to be great because, you know, they truly, um, they truly showcase that, uh, you know, lifting people up. Yeah. Right. And providing that, that community and then showcasing all of the amazing things that, that, you know, from the people that they're working with to everyone else. So it's, it's incredible. Guys, support Um, them. Speaking of amazing things happening in our city, Anna, there is this lovely, lovely little thing called uh, TEDx Memphis. Oh coming Never down the pipeline well tedx memphis <laughs> is me coming here on october 30th outdoors at the levitt shell guys halloween weekend yeah well, that's gonna well, be a great weekend is it gonna be a trick-or-treat or both i don't know you have to come to find out Ooh, can i wear a costume i am not gonna discourage you from wearing a costume mm. okay great um please i don't we need to discuss this offline because i'm like i have I'm like what what could you be anything the world is famous ted we all show up as famous ted's (laughs) let's do it (laughs) but guys come on out to the levitt shell speaker lineup has been announced you can see that on our website at tedx-memphis.com and let me tell you let me just tell you so tolson gypsy airs uh there's so many people like i can't they run through my head so fast like go look at the lineup there are such Yes, Brittany Thornton. Like, truly, we could go back and forth over and over. Um, But I am so excited about what is happening with TEDx. And go look at the speaker lineup. Get your tickets there. And you can see every, everything happening. Um, Again, we cannot do this work without the help of our lovely, lovely sponsors. Amazing. So we have the Hyde Family Foundation, Nexair, Cushman Wakefield Commercial Advisors, Gantt Systems, Baker Donaldson, Buster's Lines and Liquors, and not to mention the amazing partners that help us pull off this work at the Daily Memphian and MUS. So, guys, grab your tickets. You will get to see the lineup of speakers. Also, you'll get to learn a little bit more about our host, Ekandayo Bandele, from Hattie Lou Theater. If you don't know about him, I implore you to go find out more. And, again, TEDx-Memphis.com. Other than that, that is our show for the day. You can learn more about New Memphis at newmemphis.org. You can follow us at the New Memphis. And if you enjoy this platform, we get to come to you because of our lovely, amazing, talented, not enough things to describe them, friends at WIXR. They also need your support. So check out their website, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. This week's episode was made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com.